Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant walls Automotive group walls.com and doug sprinthal Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We can talk about many, many things, but we do have to start off. I only saw the opening monologue. I didn't see Saturday Night Live at all because I think it's the most unfunny show and has been since the Coneheads. Plus, you can't stay up that late anyway. Plus, I can't stay up that late <laughs> anyway. That's the real reason. <laughs> That's the real reason. Uh, one thing i got to bring up, though, before we... Um, before we move on, I get a text message from Rush Limbaugh. Text message? Yeah. Send me a text he message. He knows how to text. Good for Rush. Numbers. Yeah, he knows how to text. Is he telling you to vote? No, he wants to tell me that apparently, uh, I don't know where it is or whatever. We could, Andy, maybe you could look it up. But there's some place in the United States that's building a tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm -hmm. They're building a mural of her. Out of tampons. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, you saw it already? Yeah. If anybody wants to build okay. or make a statue of me, please don't. 
make it right. a tampon. I feel like that's more disrespectful <laughs> so, than it is. So, <laughs> just <laughs> thanks, but yeah. no thanks on that one. Because of the environmental <laughs> issues, And right? just ick. Right. I'm like, sorry. Just put my name on the side of like a library or something. Yeah, I, and we'll call a it a brick day. in the because, sidewalk. Because I'm what like, she is isn't going to be <clears throat> noticed as much as what it's made yeah. out of. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how accurate of a depiction of Ruth is it? <laughs> it's it's great. Well, you can it's snip them. <laughs> so yeah. probably, I don't know. Dye them and ick. No. Absolutely dye no. them. No. no, you could dye. You could dye the tampons <laughs> and put them up. I think you just have to leave them in wrapper because then if it rains, like it's gonna, yeah. like is it gonna be outside? Yeah, then like, they're gonna, gonna swell up. Yeah. That's gonna be a disaster. Sure, now she exploded. No. Yeah, they're in of uh, the wrapper. No, what is it? No, I. What does just, happen if it gets all filled with water or something? Or just, with the rainwater, they, they expand. It'd be very heavy. She'd be probably. a big fat Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> She'd be all puffy. <laughs> then when it dehydrates, and then it's gonna get moldy. I mean, come on, people. This is like what is. Tell us more. It's basically like, uh, what do you call it, the crocheting? Or like a macaroni It's like noodle. a dot matrix kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's the hard plastic <clears throat> applicators facing out, and those are painted. Oh, so it's a Nonetheless. plastic applicator. No. Yeah, no, the tampons. Tampons sorry. just seem like an unnecessary. Yeah. Well, well, that's a terrible environmental situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Is this that's true? There no, you go. It's made out of 20,000 tampons. Jeez. And like all the wrappers that they had to right, throw yeah. away to make this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, one at a time, please. We're all talking over one. What? So I, I just went through that huh? on the other show. Now i got to go through it on this show. No, they're, actually, they're really much better. But you guys aren't yet. Anyway, moving forward. Pointillism. Pointillism. Oh, it's pointillism. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. Mm. It's absolutely correct. I I saw two stories back-to-back, which I kind of don't understand why they'd put them right next to one another. But they're talking about uh, Dianne Feinstein, or Feinstein, or however you say her name. Feinstein, Mm -hmm. I think it is. I have no idea. Fine wine. Amy Coney Barrett uh, saying that the dogma of Roman Catholicism, Catholicism lives in you, and it's very prevalent in you, and basically saying that Catholicism sucks. And the story right next to it is, Biden courting the Roman Catholic vote. <laughs> oh no, he's not. No, he's not. He's Roman Catholic, but he ain't gonna. He's not gonna. He's he's fake gonna, Roman Catholic. He's fake Roman. Catholic. Oh, you think he's a fake Roman Catholic? I don't know. There are so many <clears throat> stories. It is unbelievable. Uh, oh God, who is this Leahy guy? What's his name? What's his first name again? I, I can't remember. His first, I'll Leahy. find it. Feels like Patrick Leahy. Patrick. There you go. Uh, Democrat from Vermont, Senator Patrick Leahy said, uh, and I don't understand, why would he say this, ladies and gentlemen? He said, and I quote, uh, I'm worried your confirmation, he says this to Barrett, right, Amy Coney Barrett, I'm worried your confirmation will be harmful for women. Of course. Why would it be harmful for women? That's just the default talking point, because she's not not on the left, so everyone thinks that she's going to uh, make it illegal to they're be female. They were going to take away women's rights. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, then he said <clears throat> highly successful working moms may set back women. Huh? Highly successful working mom may set back women. Mm. Okay. Oh. Woman gets job, women most affected. <laughs> I just it's I don't understand any of these politics anymore. Well, I find out on Saturday that the President of the United States wanted to wear a Superman t-shirt out of the hospital. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he wanted to wear it. I would have been down for that. Yeah, really. (laughs) Superman t-shirt. Absolutely. Why not? Well, he was on a lot of steroids. Was he? 
Well, Suzelle are you muscly. kidding? I feel better than I felt 20 years ago. Everything's great. Well, don't his fear job. it. It's, but he was for sure on tons of steroids. I don't think that's true I, at all. It wasn't on anabolic steroids. No, it's a different you. kind of steroids. No, I know, but steroids, you know, I think he had some roid excitement. Well, you're on They caffeine. do make you feel very, yeah, it's like caffeine. Not on caffeine. Times this 10. is decaf. Can you imagine me on steroids? <laughs> I was offered steroids in 1980. You were offered? Oh, yeah. Guys, like, said, as like a power lifter. It's the same. Offered steroids? Yep. Guy said, Here, he can have me up to 310 of solid muscle within one year. And I went, yes, but my penis might fall off. What about <laughs> right, that? that? My heart might explode. My heart might explode. <laughs> you know? I think now, to tell you the truth, that pretty much all the guys I know that were on steroids are dead. Well, yeah. that, well that's like... Uh, I think all of them are. Who's now. the power lifter, Ronnie... Uh, Oh, damn it. Local guy? His last name. No, like national, like one of the best no, powerlifters in the history of powerlifting. Ronnie something. He has a Netflix documentary about it. Oh, okay. Him. Coleman? He, yeah, Ronnie Coleman. There we oh, go. Oh, Ronnie Coleman, yeah. And he like took a, obviously a lot of steroids mm-hmm. and now has to take like, he pops like six pain pills every day because oh, his body is just God. deteriorated, uh, can't yeah. walk, like yep. still lifting, trying to lift as much as he can. But It's not good for you, no. ladies and gentlemen. Don't do it. And he's 56. Yeah. Ugh. Well, look at, I mean, Animal lived to 60. Hawk only lived to be, what, 44 or 46, mm-hmm. some 45, something like well, that. Well, what it does is, yeah, I mean, your heart's a muscle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you're taking steroids. Let's not do that, shall we? No. Yeah, yeah and for them, it's not like a, oh, I just took steroids to get over like a plateau and stopped. It's, no, no every day, let's pop them like Skittles and yeah. go work out. My favorite one is that, you know, I was at North High School. When I was at North High School, Jesse Ventura was at Roosevelt High School. Right, and I came around to me to talk about the winner. Put, no, put you on steroids, man. You'd love it. You'd blow you up. I weighed about two thirty-five at the time. <laughs> love it. Oh, great. you'd absolutely love it. It'd be the greatest thing. We get you up about two thirty-five, two forty immediately, and eventually get you up about two seventy-five somewhere in there on steroids. It'd be fantastic. And blah 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 blah. And I didn't know what the hell they were, but I went. Eh. Uh, I, I was two thirty-five. Was six one and a half, two thirty-five. Uh, That's a big dude. So you're gonna get me up to about two seventy-five, right? I said, no, nah, I'm good. Jesse Ventura was a swimmer at Roosevelt. He was 6'3", weighed 190 pounds. Two years later, he weighed 290. Jeez. And I'll look at his brain. Did he quit smoking, <laughs> ate a lot of pie? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what, what it was. You exactly. never know. A couple of lean chicken breasts. I'm not saying he was on steroids, but it's, he kind of kind of wonder. It's suspect. I will never understand the male interest in being like bulky and like super oh and especially meanwhile women all over the planet are dying from anorexia yeah it's like it has to be polar opposites like (laughs) as a woman i've never looked at a guy that's been like giant arms and stuff like like, yeah not human no it's creepy plus i like this yeah they're all talk like this too and i had a friend (laughs) i had a friend who dated a guy that was i don't think he was a power lifter but he was like a crazy gym rat person and he was posting pictures of himself posing in front of the gym mirror that's pretty gross that's so sexy she broke up with him (laughs) shock but i was just like what is why 
And it's, he spent. He went to the gym like two times a day. It's power. Oh, yeah. It's a physical power. It is physical power. They feel power, powerless yep. in some other avenue, so they're making up for it. He was very by short. becoming more physically powerful. And he called his girlfriend dude. Oh. Dude. dude, I hate the guy that you just described. Is like the worst person ever. What? Like in the LA fitness mirror, like flexing yeah. oh, uncontrolled. Yeah. I'm like, can you just get on the treadmill, go lift some weights, and go home? Oh, but I mean, think about it. How many of your bodybuilder friends had some sort of childhood trauma that made them feel weak. All of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of them. It's and true. So it's like, not, if I get strong well, enough, I won't feel helpless anymore. But well, it never happens. Don't, don't you I also don't. get that endorphin rush from lifting weights if you lift a lot? I sure don't. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of, like, at <laughs> least like, like, I don't. the powerlifter <laughs> people that I know aren't like former athletes that just like working out. Yeah. As like the usually the biggest guys are like the guys that are like, I wasn't an athlete, but bro, I'm gonna get some protein shakes. We're gonna get fucking yeah. right. huge. Yeah. We're just gonna yeah. get big. That's really good impression you're doing yeah. there. It's really All great. life is way protein protein I, shakes. My friend Paige once was at a deli and this guy was eating like buying just tons of meat at the yep. deli counter. Meat. And she and she was like, that's a lot of meat. He's like, yo, I'm gonna all protein diet. I'm like, <laughs> no, all, all protein, all, protein. Meat, all of it, processed meat. That's mm-hmm. what all you're protein. That's clean. All protein. protein. And, she, and she was also like, sodium. Yeah, she was like, and I was like, oh, nothing okay. wrong with that. Sounds great. Uh, isn't that basically keto? <laughs> no, <laughs> keto is high fat. Well, it's mostly. I mean, you can't not high protein, eat protein, high fat, yeah. oh. but it's not. Yeah, you avoid carbs. And yeah. sugar. So it's yeah. Atkins. Basically, Atkins yeah. was a high fat, They're all low the same protein. thing, just they with are. a different or name. Low, low, yeah. They are. Yeah. Low carb diet. It's all, yeah, that's yeah. true. They are pretty Just much like the don't same eat a thing. ton and move around. Right. Yeah, that I don't works. Know. Go for a walk. Because, I mean, I lift weights and I'm like deceptively strong. I did more push-ups than every boy in my high school. You yeah, always were, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Genetics are a big part of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Push-ups and pull-ups, actually. Yeah, you didn't get the upper body strength from me. I, did, I certainly did not. I certainly did not. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have that going. Oh, you don't have any? Uh, yeah, Andy's I, don't, I, got, I got your upper body, just like <laughs> muscle. I, I saw a personal trainer in college because I had a friend and she was like oh we're getting a group together and if we get five people we get it's only like $15 a month or something like that I was like okay and yeah because he ended up being I a creeper go, he was totally creepy he ended up leaving his wife and they had God. twins together that had oh, like this God. crazy heart defect oh, for this God. gal that spent every day all day literally on the stair stepper at the gym <laughs> Anyway, right. he wasn't creepy to me ever, but I went and we lifted weights and stuff. And I remember him being like, "Why are you so strong for such a tiny person?" I'm like, "It's very, very this true." Guy. We do have to take a break and come back. Got a special guest coming up next with the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always great to be with you, Tommy. Michael, we've talked before about the XCheck app at North American Banking Company, where you can send money to your friends and family directly from your account to theirs for free. I imagine people are using that a lot these days, huh? Beyond paying a friend back for the dinner you split or paying fantasy football or golf side action, we've heard from our customers that they're using XCheck to send money to their grown-up kids for a family takeout meal or using it to pay the person that plows their driveway in the winter. Our customers love the flexibility of paying right from their account in just a couple of taps on their phone wherever they are located. I use XCheck, and it's just as easy as Michael says. Send money in one business day or less, and it's completely free. 
Get X-Check by contacting any of North American Banking Company's five Twin Cities locations. So why not bank with my banker? That's you, Mike. Tommy, thanks for the privilege. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. gonna call him all right damn it we're good to go ladies and gentlemen we, we are t- back we talked about the rock quick because it's not gonna take long all right okay. the rock so we talked about him on wednesday and how you were like oh he endorsed biden harris and he lost a bunch of followers and la nick was like you should never like as a public figure you should never take a stand on anything because then people will... I don't know about that. I, that's yeah, what I, I said. I either. was like, I think you should have beliefs right. and like care about things. I don't know. Anyway, so he lost, you said, half his followers. I don't no. know if that's true, though. That's like, that's like a couple million people. But anyway, it he is, just, yeah. he now, since endorsing, and he didn't say like... 300 million people. Biden Harris is the best. He just said as a... He describes himself as a political independent and centrist mm-hmm. for many years, but he feels that this year Biden and Harris are the best choice to lead our country. So it's not like he said some crazy right, or whatever. Right, but right. now he is the most followed man in America. He has 200 million Instagram followers. I thought he had more than that now. He has 300 million across so every single person. Oh, okay, oh 300 million. They're all involved. Because I know Kim Kardashian is second with 190 million. <sighs> He's the most followed man in America. What kind of world do we live in? Who's the most followed woman? Person? I don't or know. person. So basically, this was all a publicity stunt. Yes, no, that's exactly I don't, what it no, no, I don't exactly know if that's true. He just said something and he got more followers. I don't know. I just love the whole fact that it, so President Trump wants to wear a, a Superman T-shirt out of the hospital. They finally talk him out of it, thank God. And then Biden and Pelosi are both criticizing Trump uh, for not protecting people from covid and their masks are on their top lip. Their noses aren't covered at all. It's like, do, does anybody in D.C. pay attention in either party to anything? Okay. If I don't I, get it. I have a list of... Well, wait a minute. Do we have not have a guest? Not yet. Oh, let me know. Ariana Grande. you got to start the clock, Andy. Yeah. Is the most followed person in America. Don't worry about it. It's 15. I need to get the guest. That, which is surprising. Oh. Yes. Yeah, What'd of... you say? Ariana Grande is the most followed person on Instagram in America. Some soccer player. Oh, did she lick another Ronaldo? Yeah. Is, yeah. Did she lick another cupcake? He has two hundred and thirty-nine million followers. I've never heard of this person. He, he's like he like an international soccer. Well, soccer's huge in the world. Oh, for yeah. yeah. And his big like national headline was 
a few years ago, he hired a prostitute, sex worker lady, that turned out to be sex a transgendered male. And then he had gotten like some sort of altercation, and like the person sued him or who something did, like who that. Who did this? What? Cristiano Ronaldo. He like, oh, I'm like, yeah. yeah, he like, yeah, got into some that. sort of altercation with us. So sexual. now he has <laughs> switch on his. Yeah, yeah. So now he gets made fun of, and then he had this statue, and he's like what? widely renownedly known as like a good-looking man, and he had a statue made of him that is hideous. Looks like a cartoon character. Was it really? made of tampons? <laughs> was it yeah, made, it made of tampons? tampons like RBG? Like, it looks so bad. Oh I know, that's pretty amazing. So why does he have that many Instagram followers? Because he just, accidentally hired well, a no, trans Just because he's a huge soccer star. Oh, he's a huge soccer yeah. star. Yeah. Like, he's like the LeBron James, Tom Brady of soccer. Ah. Like I know, David but in Beckham. America, like, nobody... No, the, the name's Browns Bernard, not Brady. It's Tom oh, Bernard. So, sorry, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And with Ariana Grande... Fun fact, Brad Williams did some special show, The Comedian, Yeah, and he had to be handcuffed to her as part of a bit, and he was like, Tevin, it was the worst 24 <laughs> oh, hours of my life. I bet. She's like a, I said I wanted room temperature Fiji water, oh not God. cold Dasani water, oh, take this back, God. type of person. God. Oh, God. Like, you brought the wrong water. <laughs> God. Oh, really? my God. You got the wrong water, do we? Yeah. Don't worry about it, Andy. How did, I mean, what, when you're acting like that, how, you yeah. can't hear yourself. I know. Because, no, like, and you didn't live your whole life thinking, oh, I only eat green M&Ms. Like, get right. it. Yeah, yeah, like, that is all I want. Wasn't that, that was, was that Van Halen? That they had to I think remove so, all yeah. the yellow yeah. M&Ms well, or something? And I know a lot of people, because, like, when I work at the House of Comedy, they'll send riders, especially if it's a bigger act. Right. And there'll be, like, some people have, like, I want ham sandwiches in the green room with crust cut off. And I'll, like, call the agent and be like, hey, do I actually need these ham sandwiches? And they're yeah. like, oh, no, we just put something in there to make sure that you read it and uh-huh. have everything oh. else that's, like, more... Like, okay, a microphone that works. And yeah. like, that'd be good. Basic. Like, they're yeah. like, we don't Basic care about the ham sandwich. I was, we, when I was in dance, danced at the Ordway the night after the Doors had performed there. And the amount of Coca-Cola, apparently, that they had asked for was insane. Who was that? The Doors. Oh, the Doors, yeah. Coca-Cola? We were like, why is there so much Coca-Cola everywhere? It was just cases and cases of Coca-Cola. And it is good. Both, in both Hard green rooms, we were like, why is there so much Coca-Cola? And the person was like, oh, the doors were here last night, and it's on their rider that they have, like, a room full of Coca-Cola. So they were like, you can have concert tickets cost. So. Yeah. Right. And they were yes. like, you can have as much as you want, because, like, we're not, they left, and... They didn't touch it. I'm like, yeah. what? Or that's I like, hate that when people do that. I'm pretty sure it was Eddie Griffin, like in his rider, was he needs a pair of brand new pair of Jordans before every show. So oh if he did like God. a show or like a week where he's doing two shows a night, oh here's God. two new brand brand new pairs of Jordans. Otherwise, he won't go on stage. Provided by whom? Like the club. So what? So like, if you wanted, like, hey, Eddie's going to funny. He's going to come perform at my birthday party. In yeah. my backyard, yeah. here's whatever, the $1,000 to get you to show up, and yeah. here's your yeah. 200 pair of Jordan, $200 pairs of Jordan. Uh, oh, my God. No, Seems like a bit I piggish, said. doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Tom, what's in your rider? Yeah, what's in oh, right. Leave me alone. That's what it says <laughs> in my rider. Just leave don't me alone. Don't hire me. Give me the check and <laughs> do don't not hire, talk to me. Don't hire me. Leave That's me alone. That's his rider. I have no interest <laughs> exactly. in going anywhere. I'm not doing it. <laughs> my, no, actually, my rider, all it says is that if I've known you for, if you've been a lifelong friend, just go ahead and screw me over, which I know you're going to do anyway. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm just buying my time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, come. any day now. <laughs> a year from now, Tevin's mm-hmm. going to steal all your money. <laughs> and he'll be Indeed. like, ah, that's exactly time's it. up. 
Oh, it all works out in the end. But in any case, it just, uh, I, yeah, I don't know about all that stuff with the, the ham. The, we did a lot. When I was at Capitol Records, you'd see a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never got involved in any of it. I'm like, I'm not getting involved. And if you get, you know, your, I want four triangles cut in my sandwich. And I'm like, you blow it out your ass. It's a sandwich. <laughs> Oh, you, you want it like that? Then cut it. I'm yep. not, I'm not yeah. telling people to you have hands. trim you back or whatever. Most of the big acts don't do stuff like that. No. It's, the, it's the underlings in the group that do that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that feel that they should be bigger than what yep, they are. Absolutely. They're the ones who cause the Oh, by far. Acts that are just coming up and just making it, you don't want to be around them ever. Acts that are already have already made it and are big, they're the nicest people on earth because they've already made it and everything's good and everything. But if they just got there and they're worried about hanging on, they are the biggest pain in the ass of all living things. Not just humans, all, all living things. All of it. I'm here to tell you. But, you know, it's just the way life works. You know what I mean? It's just if you're successful, it's a good thing. If you're just getting there, it's a pain in the ass. And if you fail miserably, leave me alone. Right? Yeah. That's fair, isn't it? I think so. Right, why so wouldn't it be? You know what I mean? And we have to blow it off because it's Apparently. distracting as hell. I am looking, yeah, just blow him off, even if he calls. Whatever. I don't care. Maybe for the second hour. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, if you can't be on time, I don't want to talk to you. Well, no, that's not that what's wasn't... going on at all. What, what's it going on? The number is wrong. and Oh, it is? Yeah. So life is grand. Yeah. <laughs> it's really working out well. We tracked everything we just said. We can't wait to have it. Well, no, if it wasn't, if, it, yeah. if he didn't do it on purpose, that's different. Yeah, but if he yeah, just, no. you know, not being punctual, then blow it out your ass. I am very now involved with this Cristiano Ronaldo's oh, God. <laughs> personal go. life on Wikipedia. He has oh, lived God. quite a life. Oh, yeah. He has a child that he has an agreement with the mother that he will never tell anyone who she is. Hmm. Who cares? Well, because she probably would get like death threats from crazed Something. soccer fans that yeah. want to. His four be kids and his oldest one. He stated that he has full custody of the child and would not be publicly revealing the identity of the mother as per agreement with her. Hmm. And then he was fined with evading almost 15 million pounds in tax. Ooh, wow. that's pretty. That's only $22 million. You yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> $22 million was, yeah. in taxes? He was given a two-year suspended jail sentence and fined oh. 18.8 million pounds. Oh. Does that include the payoff of 15? After reaching a deal with the Spanish authorities, it was lowered to 16.8 million pounds. Good for so him. And still didn't serve any jail, to- right. jail time. Of course he didn't. He's a big shot. They don't yeah. serve. I always time. feel like tax <clears throat> evasion shouldn't. They should just have this to pay guy, more. Yeah, this guy like is double what you were trying to right. get yeah. out of paying. Right. Yes, right. this guy. Sense. Oh my gosh, he was f- investigated with another man in 2005 for a rape allegation. Oh, for Christ's sake! No wonder people follow him. Right. But he, then within like days, the two women withdrew their allegation. He paid them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another rape allegation in 2017 by the Las Vegas Police Department in 2008-9. That happened, and then he got fined in 2017. I changed my opinion. It's now up to 80% of people on Earth are complete morons. Well, if he's very handsome, very successful... 
people are yeah. going to accuse him of all kinds of things. Not yeah, that he didn't true. do things, but yeah. you get accused more yeah. right. when he, you're yeah, successful. Usually, I mean, yeah. he seems like not a great guy. <laughs> yeah, look up his statue. <laughs> I want to see this. I, that's my next. Once I get through looking? all of this, I will look up the statue. Wikipedia pages. It's yeah. so long. In he which, paid a woman $375,000 in a non-disclosure statement. That's hinky. Yeah, it's it's amazing what you can get away with when you're good at sports. Oh, yeah. Like, not all athletes are going to be like this, but there's a lot that can get away with quite a bit. By the uh, way, I misspoke this morning. mm -hmm. I said on the KQ Morning Show that that stiff quarterback of the Vikings makes $25 million a year. He makes thirty five. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a little it's a little low. Oh my god, thirty five million a year for that piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He's horrible. Yep. Yep, but we're right we got the league right where we want them because we're getting that <laughs> <Do> we, <laughs> we're, we're getting that top draft pick and next year. I don't know if you know this or not, but Patrick oh Mahomes is not gonna be available <laughs> again. So. I want either Trey Lance, <laughs> Justin right. Fields, You're or Trevor Lawrence. Well, there Let's you go. go. Okay. So we're in the colors yeah, of that. Guys, we team. lost. That's what I'm here for. I want us to lose as many <laughs> games as possible. <laughs> to get that number. If Mike one Zimmer does, if we have to sacrifice Mike Zimmer to get a quarterback for next year, then that's what we have to do. And how about his girlfriend? Is he is she just a smoke? show and how did he get her as a girlfriend well, she's already appearing topless in photos oh, like, okay. it was one doing? it was one instagram post her back was to the camera it was no, it was, was a side taste- from the side oh. he was like this one was from the side oh, okay it was artistic who is okay. she it was i did a thorough she investigation on instagram and we believe it okay hey god bless fall in love with you want to fall in love with whatever but she just jumps jumps right to the look at me nude from the Mm -hmm. waist up it's like oh god that's him and i've never like seen her until this photo came out like i didn't didn't know that like how she's been a very well-kept secret on his end isn't she like like 35 years younger than him or something yeah that's what it looks like she looks like she's in her mid to late 20s yeah she does he's (laughs) definitely not that this statue was amazing The statue? Oh, you've seen the statue? I want to see the statue. It looks like his head was squashed. Yeah, it does. <laughs> With something. Like a truck ran over his head a little well, bit. Well, his face is, oh like, super God. small in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mo. It looks yeah. like he's, like, just what? drunk and doesn't know which yeah. stuff. What's going on? on? All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back oh with the family. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. 
Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Back. Car selling secrets with my good friend Moon. Tom could get called away at the last minute. And I, I, you know, this is old hat for you, but I was a little intimidated. I walk in and Andy goes, Yeah, dad's not here. You're new in the show. I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, my normal job is just to make fun of Tom, right? Yeah, I've heard I've heard this podcast before, right? And and sometimes you're the listener. I am the only listener. As a matter of fact, how many people do listen to this thing? Uh, 100,000 downloads a month. That's so a lot. not very many. Now, as a tradition of Car Selling Secrets, we always start out with a guest telling the story of their first automobile. Well. So go back to uh, Mr. Moon being, what, 15 in Nebraska? Well, you know, I started driving when I was like 10. Because I was raised on a family farm and you oh, had to drive, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? You, you get in the tractor, you got to do what you got to do. And I used to sit on catalogs and all that and driving those two-ton grain trucks fully loaded. And, you know, I was – and to me it was fun. Yeah. Driving still is fun. Uh, so what's my dad going to get me for my first set of wheels? Pick up. Nope. Mm. 57 Chevy. Wow. Lavender. Okay, a lavender 57 Chevy. I didn't think they'd allow lavender Chevys in Nebraska. (laughs) Well, it's a scary place to be when you're in lavender, right? The sheep are nervous as well. True. Right? But, uh, yeah, it had the fins, Mm -hmm. you know, the beautiful fins. It was a four-door, and I'll never forget the electric choke. Now, was it a hard top or a post top? Oh, it was a hard top. Okay. So there was no post in between the... Those are the ones that are, other the, than the coupes, those are the really valuable ones. And 57 oh, yeah. is the best year. And, you know, it had an electric choke that you'd pull out to, it was just, it was, you know, the steering wheel was as big as a tire. Yeah. <laughs> it was huge. Well, a lot of them didn't have power steering, and the reason the wheel was so big is so you'd have enough leverage to turn it. To move it. it, yeah. And that's what I did. I, uh, I drove that car for a while. Um, my parents uh, kept their cars a long time. You know, I grew up on a family farm, and... You know, we weren't rolling in cash, so when we got a car, we'd take care of it, and we'd drive it forever. Uh, we had a 64 Corvair. Mm. My dad has a 1949 M International Harvester tractor that he still uses. Wow. wow. He still a, uses a it? A 49. Your dad's still working? My, well, my dad, just in the last, you know, two years has stopped. Okay. Uh, but my brother still uses it. We use it for snow plowing and stuff like that. Now, what kind of stuff did you grow on your farm? Uh, hemp. <laughs> no, I grew hemp. My dad and the regular business people uh, actually grew wheat. Okay. Uh, we did do millet as well, birdseed, and we had some oats. Um, and back at, at that 
point in time, you know, kind of a weird story about our, our family farm. Um, when everybody uh, from Germany came to the U.S. a billion years ago and they were trying to find a place to be, uh, they would get out to about as far as Nebraska and I think they just got so bored they stopped. And they're like, <laughs> it can't, if it's going to get worse, let's just stop here. So they stopped in Nebraska. Yeah. Why did we ever leave West Virginia? God, no lie. It just keeps getting uh, flatter and worse. Yeah. Well, and my, uh, my granddad and his dad actually uh, got land which was being virtually given away. There's, what are you going to do with it? I mean, nobody has any equipment. Nobody yeah. has anything to do anything. And uh, so what happened was my grandparents thought, well, let's take out some loans and let's buy some farm equipment. And then we can help all these other landowners farm their crops and they can pay us. And so that's what they did, which was great. But then later on down the road, all the other grandparents that came out, they used their money to buy land thus making them massive landowners and we have a bunch of used equipment and that's all my family ended up having thus the you know the 57 lavender chevy you didn't grow enough weed we Speaking did of which, <laughs> you've told told me some fabulous stories but one that i want you to retell the listeners is when you're a a young cub news uh reporter <laughs> your local little 10 watt radio station oh, or yeah. whatever it was and you had to report on something that you yourself did can you share <laughs> yeah. that story uh you know, when I was 16 years old, they um, put up a little note on a, the bulletin board in my high school that there was going to be some part-time positions open at the radio station so that the full-time announcers, because then, you know, have uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day off. So you're going to be the fill-in guy. You get to play those big 13-and-a-half-inch reels and give the station ID at the top of the hour, and that was your big moment to shine. What was this, the call letters? KSID. AM and FM, Kiss. Sydney, Nebraska. Wow. Well, I called it Skid instead of KSID. <laughs> of course. Right? Uh, but what happened was I, um, I got my job there. We had a tryout with uh, one of the other high school kids that was working part-time. He was going to record us. And I took the other two applicants out with a bottle of Everclear and Coke. And I got them hammered so that when they did their audition... They were slurred and acting stupid, and I had an increased alcohol tolerance from my farm boy drinking days, and I blew right through that thing, and the next thing you know, I got a job, and I started doing nights. Eventually, uh, within six months, I'm doing the morning show, and uh, you had to do all of the programming on your own. You did the news. You did the weather. You did the market reports. You played the music. You took the, you know, all the phone calls. You did it all. It's kind and of a warm-up for what we call podcasting these days. <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Um, but in this little hometown of 6,000 people, Sydney, Nebraska, where the Cabela's family grew up, and that's, if you've heard of the Cabela's, that's where they're mm -hmm. from, and that's my hometown. Um, mm. You know, what would happen would be um, you'd work all the different shifts or whatever, but you had to cover all the bases and uh, I, at that point in my life, was, you know, what year was that? That was like in the 70s, I believe. Well, we know what people were doing in the 70s and the 60s. You know, they were smoking a lot of weed and, and being nuts. Oh, not going to church? Not going being to church. No. Well, no, you go to church, but you just 
take a hit in the car before you go out. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but anyway, uh, long story short, this is a podcast, right? Yes, that's fine. Okay, yes. good. Uh, so anyway, uh, what happened was when I was 18, I sold a friend a joint. He got caught smoking it, and they said, we'll let you off if you tell us where you got it. Well, they came right to my house with a warrant. I didn't happen to be there, but my wife was nine months pregnant. Okay? Note to self. <laughs> Don't get in trouble when your wife's nine months pregnant. Never a good thing. Uh, anyway, they search the house. They find some things. Yeah. Yeah, write these things down, Doug. Uh, and what happened was uh, a warrant was put out for my arrest. Well, I wasn't going to go home because they'd find me there. They were kind of looking for me, right? It's a very small town. town. 6,000 with a guy driving a purple Chevy. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty big. Yeah. And uh, so uh, eventually the story was going to be reported by the newspaper, which was printed three days a week. And at the radio station, our general manager always said, we have to have those stories first before the newspaper because they're printing three days a week. We're live 24 hours a day or whatever. And so we had a guy named Radio Russ. He was our news guy, not 90 years old. He would hobble back and forth to the courthouse, get the little news stories. This almost sounds like a Garrison Keillor story, <laughs> but with weed. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so anyway, he finds out all of the stories from the police shop, and then he brings them back, and he uses this real royal typewriter to write those stories up, and uh, he'd put them in a news basket. Well, I still had not been arrested, and I went to work, and it was time for the news. So I got the news basket, and I read the story about the dog at large. That was a big breaking news story that day. I mean, there's not a lot going on in my hometown. Uh, but after I got through all of the, the other stories, the very last story of that specific newscast was, and finally in the news, Larry Thompson was arrested for possession of a controlled substance with intent to deliver. This is Larry Thompson reporting. <laughs> <laughs> My owner of the radio station drove to the station, fired me on the spot. <laughs> He was livid, and uh, he said, you know, that's it. Six months later, he calls me back. He said, you know something? It's been a while. Maybe people have forgotten. You can work here. You just can't ever say your name. So then I went on the news later that day. And at the end of the uh, newscast, I would say, and that's the news I'm reporting. (laughs) And I would do that every time. (laughs) Something must be wrong with the transmitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some of those old stories, uh, you know, there's just a lot of fun to remember. We'll be right back after the short break with more uh, great stories from our good friend, Moon. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights 
or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls Automotive Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan News. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking. So when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it, it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle. It is, And it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I held somebody's iPhone like four a month or two ago, and I was like, it's like a toy. Yeah, it's very small. It is true. All right, very sad news for me, probably not for you guys because you're too youthful. Because you don't care. This is shaping up to be a tough year for baseball legend. One of my all time favorite baseball players died yesterday. Cincinnati Reds Hall of Famer Joe Morgan has died at 77 from a nerve condition. You know Joe Morgan. Yeah, I know Joe. Okay. Not personally, but. Uh, he's the third <laughs> MLB like icon to die this month alone after Whitey Ford and Bob Gibson died. Those two also, Whitey Ford and Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson, I think, was a science teacher at Golden Valley High School. Yeah, same guy. Same guy. <laughs> think. No question. He went on. I think so. I, also, I didn't know Tom Seaver died. Did you know Tom Seaver died? I Tom couldn't Seaver. point Tom Seaver out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice baseball fan. Lou Brock died. Al Kaline died. Nice year for Major League Baseball. Was Jesus. it all COVID-related? None, I don't think. Morgan was a 10-time All-Star, two-time MVP in the National League. Picked up five Golden Gloves for his play at second base. Gold Gloves, not Golden Gloves, Tom. He gained fame as part of the dominant Big Red Machine of the 1970s and won two championships. Joe Morgan was a legendary baseball player and one hell of a nice man. Was was he on the teams with uh, Pete Rose as well? Yeah, yeah. So they had, yeah, they were stacked oh, back. What did Tevin know in baseball oh, history? Yeah, guys, I'll throw a little. I think Johnny on. Bench, yeah, Johnny Bench was on that team too. Absolutely, I'm almost certain. Yeah, here, there you go. Johnny Bench was on a teammate. I yep. don't know why hell I've heard of, of Johnny Bench, but I have because of Blue Emu. Ah, uh, Johnny Bench for Blue Emu. What's blue emu? It's I don't like, know. It's that cream you oh, put on your muscles. Oh, the arthritis-y stuff. Oh. Arthritis stuff, yeah. I think it's arthritis or mm. just muscle pain or whatever. But I got lots of that. I hate <laughs> seeing that. Listen, I mean, these names. Honest got Whitey Ford, Joe Morgan, Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver, Lou Brock, Al Kaline. I mean, Jesus. Legendary baseball mm. players. Back Phenomenal. when they didn't have helmets, they didn't have safety equipment. Back, yeah, they back made when no they money. used to have like the real metal spikes on their cleats and then slide feet first with their oh, feet yeah. in the air to try and take somebody out. Well, that was uh, that will get you your out of the boy, way. the Detroit Tigers. What the hell is his name? The guy, the Georgia Peach. Damn it! What the hell was his name? Idea. 
He's the guy that beat up a guy who had no hands. What? There was a what? guy. Oh, yeah. God, who Why am I talking about? A baseball player well, because he George knows all these pricks. Uh-oh. But <laughs> there's, a guy, there's a guy in the stands. He's, he's, you know, throwing jabs at, at this player. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so he goes over there and goes, hey, what the hell? Why don't you shut the hell up? And he Wait, can see the guy had no talking about Ty Cobb? Ty Cobb, yeah. Oh, okay. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Ty Cobb. He, the guy has no hands, and Ty Cobb starts beating the piss out of him anyway. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, Sometimes you've got to teach somebody a lesson. Big drinker? He, he used to slide in a second. Those cleats were about mm. head high. I mean, he was a filthy player. Filthy player. I kind of like that all the old school, whether it's baseball or football, and you hear them talking about, like, you know, yeah, we were drinking beers in the dugout and yeah. smoking cigars before we went out and played. Like, oh, yeah. There was a, a football player that was talking about at halftime, his, like, you'd go into the locker room and there'd be beer everywhere, and people just start drinking and then go back out there and play oh, the second yeah. half. And it's yep. like, yeah, that's, that makes it, I think, more interesting. And, and you feel less feel pain when somebody gets their metal cleats in your right. face. It's one of the highlights of my sport uh, sports fan life is when we were living in New York, and I first started flying out there to do some commercials and stuff. I was invited to go into the Yankees, the old, the original Yankee Stadium, to go in the Yankees locker room, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you realize and you look, you're standing where Babe Ruth his locker and you're like Jesus that field yeah. where the Babe Ruth used to stand right here. Yeah, or like talking to like uh, Philip from the morning show and right. he would talk about like oh yeah I was in the locker room with like Joe Namath and like I'm like you're just casually gonna throw that out oh, yeah, there? like it's a, no big deal they were on the same team yeah, it, was it was phenomenal amazing Philip was one great athlete not just you know he was drafted in baseball basketball and football yeah and he was like a he was a quarterback in college right he was a quarterback in yeah. South Dakota State I believe yeah, and then he went to UNO after that yep. University of uh, Nebraska at Omaha but I think his first two years were at South Dakota State. Then he went to UNO, and then he was drafted by the New York Jets. Ended up coming to the Vikings, and there you have it. Somebody told me he's moving to Las Vegas. Is he? Go- he hasn't said a word to me about is, it, but I heard he's moving is, to Las uh, Vegas. Is, well, isn't his guy OJ? Isn't that where he's? That's right. He and OJ. He and OJ could hang out together. <laughs> they were buddies. That's very very true. But yeah, legendary sports. I it, that, this that thing does suck though because I I thought Joe Morgan was such a classy guy and did so mm-hmm. much good. Let me ask you a question everybody in the room here. There's an article again today about uh, people there's a woman that has it looks like she has two white kids and two black kids and she or she adopted the black kids. And and maybe she adopted all four of the kids, I don't know. But they moved from a small town in Minnesota to Minneapolis in search of more diversity. Mm. Do you think we'll ever get to the point where I'm not going to... I already don't give a shit about people's skin color. You know Mm. that to be true. I don't care. You know, everybody's... We are so focused now on white people suck and we need diversity and the black people are this and the brown people are I think it's horrible what they're doing right now. Well, yeah. The people that like say like like her for for example saying she wants to live somewhere with more diversity like yeah. I I get where what she means but all it sounds weird when she's like I want to live yeah. in an area that's got more diversity so you want to uproot your children and take yeah. them into the city which you know nothing about right you're going to expose them to not just black people white people whatever but all people you're going to expose them to some psychopaths right and especially because you don't have to move like. 
to downtown to be around no. black people. Oh, yeah. Like there's I have, diversity in YZ, not much, but there's a couple of us out there. You can, You've got their addresses? I know. I have, a, I have a friend that used to live by the U. And then she got pregnant with twins, so now they have three kids. And they live by the U, and she was like, oh, it was you know, so diverse. And we saw all sorts of people from all different places, blah, 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 blah. When we lived there, and then they moved to St. Paul. And she's like, oh, when we were walking around our neighborhood the first couple times, everybody's white. And we were just so like, oh, did we make a terrible horrible. mistake? Yeah, and I was like, you're what? going to live in a home just based on, like, Exactly my seeing point. Seeing people of color that's on exactly your walk, like that's a main factor in your, I don't know. And like the school that they send their son to is, I can pretty much guarantee you, 99% white. Mm-hmm. And like Fawn School is diverse and we didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Like it, we didn't even so think, good. you know. Well, good. And we're like, that's a cool bonus. Like her what her teacher aid her teacher's aid her teacher's aid is such a sweet woman and english is her second language and she is can never remember anybody's name <laughs> and like she got that, that from though. nana she's so i was like the girl with the dark curly hair and i'm like fawn you've been to school with her for a full year you should know her name you and you play her with name. her every day other than that though but yeah it's but, a syndrome but it's interesting that they're other kids know she doesn't really care about yeah them. like i'll play <laughs> with you but i don't care to learn <laughs> it's your not name it's true but anyway and so it's like they think about it in where they live but not where they send their son to school where it could actually affect them more mm-hmm. I don't know. What could affect them more? Like being around. Like if you really care, if that part of your life is just like really important to you. Like we want to be around people of different races. Being like if you were to send your kid to school, wouldn't you think that you'd put that in perspective then too? That to me is racist. If I have to move to a place that has more... It's like, treat everyone the same. Right. Shut up. And, yeah, I don't and know. your ability to yeah, <sighs> treat everybody the same shouldn't be determined by if you live in a diverse area exactly. or yeah. not. Because like, then you're doing like reverse. And, like if you can't of, teach your kids yeah. to like get along with everybody, mm-hmm. like, oh, so I have to send them to a school so that way they know. Well, no, you should yeah. also just be telling them like, hey, right. you don't have well, to hate somebody. And it's, yeah. it's like people that homeschool. Uh, you're only <laughs> going to see your family, but, Does not get less but diverse. then they put them in all kinds of different activities, so mm. they will see other people, and yeah. it's right. like that's what you do. Well, and then right? they always grow up to be weirdos. Yeah, homeschool <laughs> kids are always weirdos. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's I'm sorry. Just that's fact. one thing that like, I can you say. You can for always certain. call out homeschool. <laughs> <laughs> Calling out the homeschools. They don't listen to the radio. I mean, most people, anyway. most people pick the, where they live because of. Proximity to work, yeah, right. and a safe neighborhood, and like the price—that's what the, they want. Yeah, the price of the house and the price, and exactly. Like mm-hmm. your wish list yeah. or whatever. Yeah, not is it close like, to shopping? Yeah, it's like good. on your wish list. Are there black people near us? <laughs> yeah. exactly. Will we see black people on our walks? That's all so up. disgusting. To it's me. so weird. Yeah, it almost feels like a like a safari kind of attitude. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the natives are here. Right, like, oh, the natives are here. Oh my God. I have, a, I have a friend that she was looking to buy her first house. And her name is Molly. Shout out Molly. And Molly. she's like, Molly. she's a black woman in America today. And so she like <laughs> gets approved for this house. And she like went for like a visit or something or whatever. She's like about to close it. Showing. There we oh. go. One of those words. And <laughs> she, like, she like comes in and like, Tevin, oh my gosh, you'll never believe this. So I found my dream house. I was there for a showing. 
my neighbor is gonna be black. And she's like, we're so gonna excited. have a block party at the cold. Yeah, <laughs> two black out, people now. Out in the suburbs. So Honest to God, unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always great to be with you, Tommy. Michael, we've talked before about the XCheck app at North American Banking Company, where you can send money to your friends and family directly from your account to theirs for free. I imagine people are using that a lot these days, huh? Beyond paying a friend back for the dinner you split or paying fantasy football or golf side action, we've heard from our customers that they're using XCheck to send money to their grown-up kids for a family takeout meal or using it to pay the person that plows their driveway in the winter. Our customers love the flexibility of paying right from their account in just a couple of taps on their phone wherever they are located. I use XCheck, and it's just as easy as Michael says. Send money in one business day or less, and it's completely free. Get X-Check by contacting any of North American Banking Company's five Twin Cities locations. So why not bank with my banker? That's you, Mike. Tommy, thanks for the privilege. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We are back with Car Selling Secrets with Grant and uh, Moon in studio. Grant and, uh, well, who are you again? <laughs> Me. <laughs> you. Reported by Moon. This is reporting. <laughs> you know, uh, it's really cool that you guys have me on. Uh, I had been, uh, you know, in the radio business for a long time. I've listened to a lot of shows and a lot of stuff. Podcasting, you know, wasn't even around. And, you know, when I moved to the Twin Cities, I was told, hey, check out this big guy, Tom Bernard. He's been on the air for a long time. And so I did. And everybody talked about, you know, how, you know, his show was the hugest thing, you know, not only locally. Uh, but, you know, nationally he was recognized. And then I'd be in another city, and I'd hear him doing commercials and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, good for him. This guy's everywhere. Yeah, and uh, I never had the, the big voice to do voiceovers or anything like that. Uh, I think my career was basically uh, more about storytelling. Yep. I love to tell but stories. But you've got a you have a, a good a great radio voice, and yeah, you know, it's different than Tom's. But one thing that I've noticed about both you guys, when you talk to either Tom or you in person, if you've never done it before, you would expect this big loud. But you're both actually pretty quiet. Oh yeah, 
There was a guy named Crisco on the morning show <laughs> on KS95. Oh, my God, is he loud. He, he is, is loud. very loud. He is so well, loud. The loudest person I've ever met was Brittany, who yep. was on the morning show for a while. She's, she didn't well, even need Bob a microphone. Sandy can get loud. Bobby, he can get excited. <laughs> yes, yeah. he certainly can. He definitely gets excited. In fact, I once sat at a dinner between Bob and Brittany, and I thought, <laughs> it, I thought it was going deaf. It was like being in the front, right, right in front of Pete Townsend. I just saw Brittany yesterday. She was doing something over with my talk, doing filling in for, I think, Lori. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's doing a little pinch hitting. Yeah, she's always she's doing, doing something. CCO a few yeah. times because she's got she's cobbling together an interesting life. Absolutely, yes. I was surprised job. when she left the morning show. I'm like, you know, what else are you gonna do? And she's like, I don't know. I just got married. I'm gonna figure out mm-hmm. what yeah. it is. So. Well, now she works for Secondhand Hounds. That too. Yeah. 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 She's got to be careful. She's She'll wind up with all of she's them. She's saving yeah. animals. That's what she's doing. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back to the superstar. So you're an 18-year-old drug addict with a pregnant wife <laughs> in rural Nebraska. With what a happened, warrant. What happened next with a warrant and a purple Chevy? <laughs> yeah, after the Lavender. Right. Lavender. Uh, $2,500 fine. If you made a movie out of this, nobody would watch it. It's all bullshit. It's not real. Nobody would ever do that. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's been a long uh, haul between, you know, 1974 when I started yeah. to 2020, uh, I just wrapped up my career a year ago. God, I had so much fun. This has just been the blast. I just had a blast. Uh, I always tell people I got to meet presidents and rock stars and you know people that I would never had access to, and I got to listen to music. You know, that was my whole, whole thing. I mean, when I was on my dad's tractor driving in circles for days in the summertime when it was like 300 degrees, and I you know, completely packed in mud because we don't have a cab or any of that. Uh, I would listen to songs, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's a great song. And then they'd have these guys comes on kind of after the songs, and they'd say stuff. I'm thinking, what a job that guy has. Man, I should do that. I bet he's not caked in mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I had a, uh, a guy that helped me uh, with my tapes, my audition tapes, and a um, guy was named Red Baron. A lot of people in radio have funny names. You know, uh, one of my former brother-in-laws, his real name is Baron Vogelsberg. Wow. Really? And his brother's name is Earl. And one <laughs> of their best friends, he's from Brooklyn, one of his best friends is uh, Spike Lee. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend named Ron who has a brother named Les. Their last name is Moore, so he's Les Moore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's actually really. Is funny. that weird? <laughs> Less more. I get it. One of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wide collection of friends and stories. What about your? Don't you have that? What the, is the April Fool story? The one which, that which you went one? on the radio and you were called for a. Something that got you in trouble. Oh, was the Texas snowstorm? You told that at dinner one time. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Back in the day when you were trying to fool your listeners on April first. You try to come up with these weird ideas. I have a couple I'll share real quick. Uh, One was when I was on the air in Houston, Texas. uh, In April, it's already in the 90s. Okay? And so what I did was um, I got a couple of friends that were meteorologists from a TV station. And then I got people in Dallas, Austin, and San Antonio, which really didn't exist. I had fake callers set up uh, to call in and say, because of El Nino, we were going to have a freak blizzard on April 1st, right? And uh, I had these guys re- calling in from San Antonio. God, we had to shut the schools, all everybody sliding off the roads. And of course, a lot of people caught on and they knew the trick. 
Many didn't. And this is where the story gets twisted. Okay? Uh, there were shrimp boats that were brought in off the Gulf of Mexico because of the storm. There were surgeries that were canceled by doctors. There were schools that closed because of what I did. I caused all of this stuff. Uh, and it's all, you know, funny until a woman tried to take a hanging plant off of her garage was on a ladder, fell down and broke her back, mm. and she tried to sue, uh, right? Because it was my fault. But that wasn't my favorite April Fool's Day story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the woman that broke her back, that's not the funniest one? <laughs> that's not the best one. What's the thigh slapper? <laughs> uh, the real thigh slapper, this is good. So I had a woman call in who I knew, and uh, this was back when David Crosby actually uh, used his swimmers to impregnate Melissa Etheridge. I remember that. That was probably, what, early 80s? Yeah, something like that. Uh, girl calls me on the air and said, you know, uh, I've known you for years. You know, we've been best friends. You make beautiful children. And is there any chance that my partner and I could get you to make a donation so that, you know, we could have a, a beautiful child as well? And, um, and I'm like, God, I don't know. You know, what would my wife think of that? So I was going to say note to self, check with wife <laughs> before, before fathering children with <laughs> other, other, other couples. Yeah. Yep. So anyway. See, I learn a lot here on Car Selling Secrets. <laughs> uh, so she keeps calling the show. My wife at that time would call the show. She'd say, yeah, I guess it'd be okay. Uh, then a lot of the gay magazines w would start to do interviews and stuff like that, and they wanted to know more about me and and um i had been the um the host or the you know the, the i guess the main guy at the gay pride parade for a number MC. of years um, really yeah the, yeah, yeah i was yeah i was a we had a huge gay pride parade in houston man it was big had a lot of fun every single year i did but um so uh what ends up they, happening but, 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 but they chose you yeah i there, don't know there why. aren't any uh, gay people that wanted to do it i mean it's <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it was because you know we were on the air. Very I mean, it's like picking Tony Lee to lead the <laughs> Martin Luther King parade, right? <laughs> right? Anyway, a little out of place, but uh, so as this bit goes on, more people become involved. I do some TV interviews and this and that. Uh, April one rolls around, and I say that I have to go to the uh, the clinic to make my donation, and so they give me a magazine, which happened to be a Popular Mechanics which didn't work out so well. <laughs> I have a funny story about that, actually. <laughs> and they send me in with my beaker for my, uh, for my donation. Beaker. And uh, <laughs> what ends up happening is I finish my mission, and somehow I drop it and have to start over. Ugh. So <laughs> that took another 20 minutes or so. Oh, God. Right. And uh, eventually I get my donation ready to be presented to the doctor, who I'd never met. And finally they introduce me to Dr. Abe... Profools. Dr. Abe Profools. Oh, no. And the hate starts coming because a lot of people bought it. A lot of people really thought I was doing that. And so I got everybody mad at me for quite a while. And, <laughs> you know, there you go. So here's my fertility clinic story. <laughs> I was trying to uh, start a family and we're having difficulty. So the first thing they do is they check, check the husband. 
So we went to the clinic across from United Hospital, and it's Monday morning at 8.30. Just like the most depressing right. period of the week is between 7 and 11 on Monday. You're not you're really into anything. And and the people that work there, I mean, they've probably heard every joke in the world. Right. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. You, go into the, you go into the room, and they've got racks of magazines, and they've been there for, like, they bought them probably once back in 79. Oh, great. Huh? So I sat in there for a minute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to lighten somebody's day up. And I walked out to the counter, and they're like, "Mr. Sprintall, you done already?" And I said, "No, I'm just. I, I got a question. You don't have any hunting magazines, do you?" <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me like it was crazy. <laughs> but things worked out, and I wound up with two lovely children who are 20 and 17 now. So Isn't that amazing? Do they hunt? No. <laughs> okay. They don't. Well, hunt. my son did a lot of hunting, but it was not the kind that you're thinking of. He was pretty popular with the ladies in high school oh yeah. oh bird dog yeah <laughs> old bird dog yeah stop it or it's gonna fall off we gotta take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh more of the moon and grant tom here for shift real estate last year about this time when we were making plans for key west i met the folks from shift real estate and when i heard the shift story it made sense to me it made sense to my kids and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them shift real estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift, it's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, first off, when it comes to moving, not all companies are created equal. What are some of the scary stories you hear about other guys? Tommy, if you hire Chuck in a truck, you unfortunately are going to get Chuck service. AAA Movers makes it our mission to guarantee satisfaction with every step of what can often be a stressful time in your life, moving. We move ten to 12,000 families every year, so from your price quote to the professional respectful way we handle your life's possessions, we'll make your move easy. I like easy. By the way, this month, if you mention Tom Bernard or KQ, you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with junk removal with junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. Keep forgetting to get your new bumper music. This, all right. is, this stuff is all me and Sarah. It's because YouTube kicks us off for playing music. real bumper music. Yeah, it's not that podcasting station. rules. Yeah, right. Ruin everything. Dang rules. A lot of people say I should start a podcast. Yeah. Well, you're terrible at stel- t- telling stories, and nobody's <laughs> interested in you. So I, I'd go ahead and give it a shot. <laughs> might, might work out. You know, how much does it cost to set up one of these things? You Depends the- on how in depth you want to go. I mean, technically, all you really need is. A could, recorder, send the files out to someone, have them edited, and upload them, you know. Yeah. But if you want to do something like this, you know, you're probably looking at a couple thousand. Yeah. I like to do it. I mean, I don't know that people would listen, 
But maybe they would. Who knows? Oh, you could get you could bring could get people. Yeah, yeah. You could get people to listen. You had a big I mean, look, crowd. If Tom yeah. can get people to listen, <laughs> anybody can do well, it. Well, if you don't want to do something like interviews, if you just want to just like you know you telling stories or you you know reading the news or whatever, a mic connected to a computer. That's really That's all it. you need. Yeah. yeah. My old partner Stacy has a podcast, and it's called Curious. And I remember listening to it, and I was thinking, you know, if she's going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's it going to be? How's she going to do it? She's really good, by the way. Yeah. Man, my partner was just a bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still talk to her all the time, and, you know. But she, her uh, podcast is called Curious. And one time she interviewed a homeless person right at about 31st and Lake. Huh. You know, what's it like being homeless? You know, it's th- wow. things that you might be curious about. So, big fat plug for Stacy's Curious Podcast. That's, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. And she's, uh, it's really, it's really been a great relationship the two of us had. And now, how long were you two to, it sounds corny, how long were you two together? Was it 16 years? Almost 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had to give a couple of speeches over the years, and I would always say that I've been with Stacy longer than I've been with any of my wives. It's true. <laughs> now, how many times have you been married? Three. Okay, we're, we were, Tom and I were talking about that during what was supposed to be an automobile commercial this morning. And oh, yeah. I said, I think we're in the same club. He might be ahead of me, but we're tied. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know, we're good at getting married. Getting staying married. Is, That's it, tough. That had been more of a challenge. I was always in a race with Dave Dahl. See, <laughs> see who could get the most wives. I think he kicked your ass, didn't he? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> How many kids that guy had? I don't I'd know. still talk to Dave They're too. Everywhere. I think it's most. That's most of Little Canada, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Doll Avenue. And what I do is, uh, if Dave, I have you're listening, if I ever hear a good joke, I call Dave, and uh, I think I left my my last joke on your voicemail, <laughs> and it was yeah, it was pretty funny, but I'm not going to share it here. Yeah, no, I don't know that was. <laughs> so I'm watching. Uh, TV with my wife Sarah and it's 9.30 at night and I hadn't talked to Moon in I don't know a couple of months and phone lights up and it's this horribly obscene joke and I said you know what <laughs> we're going to get together and have dinner there you go <laughs> there's ever a reminder right there there's one uh, you know I, I used to be able to uh, remember jokes and I could remember hundreds of jokes I can never do and that and now you know if I can, you know, keep it for five minutes, I don't know if that's uh, signs of anything. <laughs> From what, you were, what you were growing back on the farm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, uh, little uh, whatever. Devil's lettuce, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, here's the thing: um, on this on this podcast, um, when you send these things out, I mean, do, how do you get your advertisers? I mean, how do you make this financially workable? Well, I think Tom had a big advantage because, you know, he had a lot of built-in advertisers already. He started this one, is it eight or nine years ago, Andy? Uh, yeah, I think we started our eighth year in August. Who was the so, worst guest? We've uh, had a couple. We actually had one episode that we didn't air because it was so bad. Really? Yep. It was near the very beginning. It was some guy talking about how uh, the America's doomed because the muslims are invading oh oh that's different i I said we we hung up we ended the show and i said can we air this and he says no yeah well the (laughs) problem is i mean unlike most podcasts this one's also live so it's really it wasn't live at the time thank god this is live right now on the web you're on youtube right see the big youtube facebook yeah Yeah. 
Wow, high tech. All the places. Glad I got a new hoodie. <laughs> well, you know, that's Tom's style. I mean, he doesn't prepare for anything. No. He just goes by the gut. And if it were, if it's great, yeah. it's great. And if it's not so good, sometimes it's mm-hmm. not so good. But. but you do, yeah. I mean, we've done, God, 5,000 hours of this. You know? Wow. To answer the advertiser part, so he had called me and says, hey, I'm starting a podcast. I'm like, what is that? Because it's 2012. And <laughs> right. I, I talked to him a little bit. He says, would you like to advertise? And this is what we charge. And it was just a fraction of what we spend on the morning show. Because at the time, they were starting out, there was no listeners. And I, I, you know, I talked to the marketing director. They don't give me the checkbook at, at Walzer, which is probably pretty smart. And I said, you know, I don't know if this thing's going to ever go anywhere. But Tom and I are starting to become friends. It's not shtick anymore. And this might be a good way to make the morning show ads more powerful. And they said, yeah, why don't you go for it? And it's, it was probably about four or five years ago that I started getting almost as many emails from listeners to the podcast yeah. as we do from the morning show. Nice. Wow. So, but, but, you know, because he's established, and you could probably do the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know, he just brought oh, yeah. some of the advertisers over. And then there's some that, are, that only advertise on the podcast that don't advertise on KQ. And, and now he's working on possibly syndicating it. And bring in you know some national money, so it is possible, but it's unusual. Most yes. podcasts are for every nineteen-year-olds of... in the basement with yep. a USB mic and uh, a crappy laptop. Let's talk sports. Okay, thank yeah. you. Let's exactly. every you know you got to have a unique soccer sucks. <laughs> this is the soccer sucks podcast. Yeah, it's got to be unique, but yep. or yeah. you've got to have followers like Tom does. Yep. And Moon, yep. I think that your impact on this town, just like Tom has for so many years that you've been in the business. You could transition. A lot of people talk. I mean, because I'm still at the station, and I hear people ask. I mean, I had a guy call yesterday, honestly call yesterday, and ask. You know, I heard Moon last week during their anniversary show. Is he going to come back more often? I said, well, now that his non-compete cause, that's why he can be here today, right. is over. We might get him in more often. So I guarantee you, if you put yourself out there, you'd there'd be people wanting to hear. You're you're joking around mm-hmm. like we used to do on the. The afternoon show, for sure. Wow. Yeah, and when I started this one, it was actually Dave Mordahl's idea. Was, yeah, let's do a podcast together. I'm a gearhead, and we could have fun. We'll do it once a week. And I talked to oh, Tommy. Yeah, he goes, right. just take over the second hour of one of my mm-hmm. hours during the week. And so we picked a day. And yeah. two weeks before, Mordahl bails. I'm like, God dang it. Oh. I had all the stuff. I was excited to do it. And I called Tom. I says, yeah, I, 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 I'm not a radio guy. I, I can be a sidekick. I need somebody uh, that's good at this. Can you think of anybody like Mordahl? And he goes, well, I'll do it. And I said, well, can you send me some tapes? <laughs> we used so to have- that actually worked really well for this. But I quickly realized that there's only so many car selling. See, there's only so many automotive retailing stories you can tell. So it, it just broadened into interviewing interesting people. Mm-hmm. Mostly local. We've had some national people that we've interviewed, but I knew and I Dave tried to get him in, in the studio because it sounds better than than the call-in deal. It yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I agree. We, we let Angie Craig call in from uh, Washington about three weeks ago. That was that was okay. Was it fun? She was great. She was really open, and it was cool. You know, our staff said we can give you eight minutes, so we took another twelve and did a twenty-minute interview with her. And, you know, Tom, Tom, of course, happens. Tom always says all politicians suck until he actually talks to one. And <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> Angie Craig is so cool. Mm-hmm. She, she, that's the kind of people we need leading this country. He's yep. so funny that way. Yeah. Yep. And politics is such a hot button right now anyway. you oh, got to be a little yeah. careful. Yeah. 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 You know, you because we sell cars to Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> yeah. 
and we can't have the uh, you know the down with Muslim show or <laughs> yeah. you know liberal people suck or they're terrible. Yeah, we can't. Just... Believe it or not, we employ people that are conservative and liberal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I have a lot of people smoking cigars in my garage, and the other day we had a powwow with, with uh, two Republicans, two Democrats. And uh, also a couple of independents. And, you know, we're good friends, but it still can get heated. Yep. Yep. And what I always say is, you know, our friendship is bigger than our politics. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you important. Know? And I think a lot of people need to just step back right now. This whole thing's going to be over in three weeks. I can't wait. Oh, well, it's not so. going to be over in three weeks. Let's it'll so. it'll yeah. go longer. Yeah, it'll let's be, hope so. But yeah. it'll end eventually. We yeah. have some post-election guests lined up. I've had them in on this show before. One is Ryan Winkler, who's the... House man, a majority leader, and then a, a Republican from Farmington named Pat Garofalo. Uh, and they know each other and they're friends. And they both, I said, how about you guys come in and we can do point-counterpoint after the cool. election? Like, yeah, we'd love to do that. Car Selling Secrets, Garofalo comes in. I'd never met him before. Uh, he, he was suggested by some really good friends of mine. And we open up with a story about, you know, uh, what was your first car? He launches into this, I lost my virginity in the front seat of the Dodge <laughs> Charger. I'm like, Pat, you know this, we have some listeners here. <laughs> oh, man. He, he was surprisingly open and candid, which made, which really made for an interesting hour. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, yeah, give it a crack, you know. I should. Uh, I could have you on as a guest. Uh, yeah. And I was trying to think about, okay, who would I want as a guest and who would I not want as a guest and who could I get? You know, I don't have the the same poll that I used to, uh, but you know, so, there's a lot of people I'd love to talk with, and I don't know if I could get them on the show. But uh, and I'm friends with all, uh, you know. When Tom and I were talking the other day about radio people in town, yeah, and I'm buddies with so many of these guys. Uh, Dave Ryan was just in my garage smoking cigars the other day. Hmm. Um, you know, there's I I could mention I could mention them all day long. Yeah. It's very, it's very nice to have a, a, a f bunch of people that did what you do, so they kind of understand. You got things to talk about. Yeah, we I mean, had John you, Hines in here about oh, two wow. months ago, and that was really fun. That's he, cool. He's a cigar guy. Yeah, he and Tom used to live together back in the twenties. Is really? that right? Yeah, that's, I always uh, liked John Hines. I that's don't know if there's any amazing. photographic evidence. It's probably locked away in some police storage <laughs> locker somewhere, but it was, apparently it was pretty wild. Wow. I used to go to a cigar shop on. Uh, in Lilydale called Perfect Ash. And uh, uh, Derek Bugard went there. Mm. Uh, you know, there were a lot of people, Jeff Passel. I mean, there's people that Passel. would show up, and you'd be sitting in there, and, God, you know, just swapping stories and smoking stogies. I mean, that's what my garage has, you know, turned into, so... There's That's a, why I have I a cat. I just found the name for your podcast. <laughs> there it is. Swapping stories and smoking cigars. Yep. That's probably why I have to have a cat scan of my lung this next week. Oh, there we got. You, you have enough problems. You don't need any more. No. Back off. Yeah. I always uh, told my doctor, one major disorder at a time, please. Yes. <laughs> All right, that wraps up episode 67. The time flew by. I knew it would be. It's It oh, always yeah. goes wow, quickly when you have shy night. people that don't really have much to say. <laughs> Wasn't it nice not having Tom here to interrupt? Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. He's, uh, anyway. <laughs> no, we'll get you back in another uh, month or two when he's at, in studio. This is a, a late, last-minute thing, apparently. So yeah, wait two months, it's going to be uh, Christmas time. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. We'll do the Christmas show. You can there tell, you like, 
sad, depressing, working <laughs> what the overnight. What was your worst Christmas ever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst record you ever played.